Hyundai, Hyundai, Hyundai. That was a rallying cry made by local and state officials as they celebrated last Friday's announcement that Hyundai Motors is building an EV assembly plant and an EV battery manufacturing facility in Bryan County. The project is the largest in Georgia history, promising 8,100 jobs, paying an average of roughly $58,000 a year, plus benefits. Given what similar projects have meant to other areas across the country, from Ohio and Indiana to South Carolina, Alabama, and right here in Georgia, where Kia opened a plant 13 years ago, this deal is a game changer for the local economy. On today's commute, we bring you excerpts from two conversations taped late last week about the Hyundai factory one featuring Georgia Governor Brian Kemp, and the other with local economic development leaders Trip Tollison and Anna Chase. From savannahnow.com, this is the Commute Podcast presented by National Office Systems. I'm Adam Van Brimmer, opinion columnist and a deputy editor at the Savannah Morning News and the host of this twice-weekly podcast focused on news and happenings in and around Savannah. Today is Tuesday, May the 24th. Yes, it is Election Day. Before I do anything else, I encourage all listeners to get to the polls if you haven't already. It is your civic duty, and our elections process is what makes America a special nation. We'll save further elections talks for a future show, Thursday for sure, and focus instead today on the biggest news in Savannah in some time. The announcement that Hyundai Motors is building a massive manufacturing facility on a 3,000-acre site off Interstate 16 in Bryan County. That's coming up after this ad for the podcast presenting sponsor, National Office Systems. Here at the Savannah Morning News, we are in the midst of planning some changes to our offices. Not sure exactly where we're going to land, but I know that whatever we decide, when it comes to our space, we are golden. Why? because we are clients of Savannah's premier office design and outfitter, National Office Systems. National Office Systems works with Savannah's own dirt modular interiors on layouts and partners with two of the most iconic brands in office furniture, Herman Miller and now Knoll, whose products just recently became available through National Office Systems. Learn more by visiting www.natoffsys.com. One more time, that's www.natoffsys.com. Now, let's talk Hyundai. First up is a discussion I had with Georgia Governor Brian Kemp on Friday morning at a conference room at the JW Marriott implant at Riverside. Governor, thank you for the time. First, when word of this plant leaked out two weeks ago, you declined comment, but you noted that one of the first things you did after the 2018 election was to make a trade mission trip to South Korea, which of course is the home of Hyundai Motors. Can you talk about the strategy behind attracting these types of large-scale manufacturers to open facilities in Georgia? Just another landmark year back to back. And the thing is, it's it's the strategy that we had literally right after I got in office before the pandemic hits. The reason I went to South Korea first, uh, my national, you know, international visit was to South Korea. We've had such a great relationship. I was with the uh, C1 folks the other day. You know, they're in the automo- automobile parts manufacturing business. I saw the the chairman was in Lagrange the other day. You know, it's a great opportunity for them. Uh, this project that we'll be announcing this opportunity. Mm-hmm with and so we're not only going to see this investment there's going to be other suppliers that are come going to come with it in this area and then in other parts but you know part of my strategy to strengthen rural georgia was to have a strike team that's focused on rural georgia every day 
you know, obviously we have all the great stuff we're doing at the Department of Economic Development, but then the, the link that we were missing too was we didn't have enough mega sites. Mm-hmm. And the definition of mega sites has changed over the years. You know, it used to be a thousand acres, and now, you know, right. now this track's almost right. 3,000. Right. And so we identified those, and we've had great local partners, you know, like the Four County Development Authority here. Mm-hmm. It's been such great partners to, to find really one of the best sites in the country. Um, obviously, the, the site up in um, the Rivian site, and then, you know, we also have a Peach County mega site. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this afternoon we will fill, have filled two of the three, and we got, you know, several deals that we're working on other things. And so we're really excited. And it's because we were thinking about this literally, you know, three and a half years ago. And it's amazing how quick this happened after what we went through with Pooler and Daimler. And, right. um, you know, we made a very strategic decision to sell the old mega site which had been kind of broken up and wasn't big enough and you know we got the amazon announcement with the thousand jobs there which was great mm-hmm. you know it's not what we originally um it envisioned i, I think all the way back to when roy barnes was governor yeah, 2002. but you know at, at this point it allowed us to cash out create good jobs with a great company that's invested a lot in georgia but then it gave us cash to go out and buy you know help buy this site mm-hmm and start this acquisition to have shovel-ready projects. And, you know, gosh, less than a year later, you know, here we are with the announcement this afternoon. And, and there's a lot of people that's been involved in that. I mean, obviously I was in our team, but economic development, the folks in the, at the local area that have worked so hard to put these deals together and, you know, having, having Savannah, Statesboro, you know, Richmond Hill and – Effingham County too just to be such a part of it nobody's greedy everybody's working together because they know it's going to have a regional effect and it's just going to be I think what we're going to see from the mega site back what would that be back west um, Mm -hmm. towards Statesboro Mm -hmm. it's just it's going to be great when the Amazon deal came through and and gives you cash in hand was it a hard sell for you guys to say we're going to go ahead and assemble these tracks. Well, the thing is, we had other de- we had other projects that were looking at that site, mm-hmm. but they they weren't a given. And we knew if we could get the mega site, we had a really good opportunity to bring something that would be transformational for decades. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we did. I mean, that was that was the game plan all along. And you know, we could have gone a different route. But we really felt like this was the way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we also had we've had a lot of other people that looked at the mega site. Yeah. But I'm sure there'll probably be more to come out about that later. I don't want to say too much about that, but I think we made the right decision to really focus on Hyundai. Right. Because because they're a known commodity, we have such a great relationship with them. Uh, they know our state. They know we can deliver to get the speed to the market they need. Uh, but they also, they know what the ports can do. You know, they know what this workforce is like because of what they've seen in, in West Point and what they've seen from the suppliers here. And, you know, also just having a, a governor and a government that's kept our state open and allowed them to continue to manufacture and produce during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And they've had incredible success. You mentioned Daimler. I mean, that's, that's 20 years ago. Since Daimler, we've seen a lot of other ones. 
either public or not public. Do you have a sense of how big a deal finally getting an automaker here is to this community? Well, I think it certainly gets a monkey off our back, if you will. To you know, that site was just you know, and rightly so. The media, anytime we didn't get something, it was like another right. failure, and it's like you know, is this site jinx or whatever? Which is one reason we really made the decision to move on, not because I think it was a bad site or anything, but just in today's world, it wasn't big enough. And you know, there've been some good announcements over there in the past, and I just think it was the right right move at the right time. But, you know, this is going to be the largest economic development project in the history of the state. Yep. And it's going to be you know, 5.4, well, excuse me, $5.5 billion of direct investment. Uh, there'll be an additional billion dollars of suppliers coming, and it's going to create, you know, 8,100 new jobs to the state. Yep. Now, I believe it'll be bigger than that. I think it'll be much more like Kia when you have the suppliers opening up. You know, all of that will add up. and you know, we'll turn around here in two or three years or something. There'll probably be 10,000 jobs or 12, and that's kind of what we saw with Kia. I mean, I think the ind direct and indirect at Kia right now is 14, 15,000 jobs, and it's completely, you know, this is a whole different environment here. This isn't an, isn't an area that needs to be transformed. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I think this area would be just fine if this wasn't happening. But West Point was transformational. I give Governor Purdue a lot of credit. I mean, with the loss of the textile industry over there, that whole part of the state was decimated. Now, you look at what's going on, on over there because of that one deal. And I think a lot of credit goes to Sonny Purdue and Craig Lesser and the, the team at the time. Uh, but this, in some ways, while it may not transform, you know, directly in the Savannah region or in the area around the Gulf Stream and the ports and the the tourism service industry here, it certainly has the ability to do that in places like Effingham and, and Bullock and, and even on out. And even if there's not investment in some of those other counties west of there or, you know, or, or back, you know, northwest or west, um, it, it's also going to just give people the opportunity not to have to drive so far to go to work. And that's something we've seen up in Northwest Georgia. You know, we've had some great announcements up there, too. We continue to diversify that economy. And, you know, I, I, there was one company, this is probably the only company I've talked to that wasn't having labor issues. And I was, like, shocked when they told me that because I'm always asking everybody, how's y'all's labor supply? And they said, it's great because the jobs we're paying are as much as the jobs that these people are working in Chattanooga for. Mm -hmm. So they're cutting 30 minutes each way off of their commute. They're getting the same or more money with a great company and, and their quality of life's better because not, they're not spending an hour in the car every day or an hour and a half. And so I think you're gonna see that here too. That leads to the next question is 8,100 jobs in an area that has 3.2% unemployment and it's gonna come online fast, right? January of 2025. Yep. How do you, what is the state's role in terms of workforce development in terms of infrastructure, in terms of rooftops? Well, that's a big part of what we're doing. Um, I don't think people have paid too much attention, but we kind of had the same model for Rivian. Um, you know, we are, we are putting investments with our own state resources, obviously into the training center. Mm -hmm. um, those kind of things that we've done here in the past have benefited, you know, not just one company. It's been Gulfstream, it's been uh, benefited JCB and other suppliers. 
So we feel like this will be more of the same that we'll do for this project. So it's going to obviously be something that's sold uh, Hyundai, but it's also something that will be helpful for their suppliers and, and other folks that will be coming here. <laughs> Well, you know what was interesting? Uh, the team sent me some stuff the other day when we announced the new ammunition company down here mm -hmm. recently. Mm -hmm. They started posting. They had 5,000 people. Is that right? They contacted. 5,000, which was incredible. So it shows that, you know, even though the labor market's tight, mm -hmm. when you look in the southeast, we can supply the labor as good as anybody else. I mean, wherever somebody goes, they're going to face labor issues. Right. But in Georgia, you got a state where people want to come. Uh, I think will attract, you know, better opportunities for people in our state. But you'll also be, you'll also see people that want to work in this sector with innovative companies um, like Hyundai and Kia that that will come here and just continue to allow our state to grow and invest in the right way. Good stuff there from the governor. Before we bring you excerpts from a discussion with local economic development leaders, a word about the upcoming Coastal Empire High School Sports Awards. Presented by the Georgia Ports and sponsored by Chatham Orthopedic Associates, the awards show returns to an in-person format this year after two years of virtual shows. The Best of Preps is scheduled for 7.30 p.m. on Monday, June the 10th at the Johnny Mercer Theater. Atlanta Braves great Andrew Jones will be the keynote speaker. You can come help us celebrate our local student-athletes by purchasing tickets at sportsawards.usatoday.com slash coastal empire. Again, that's sportsawards.usatoday.com slash coastal empire. Yeah, you can also go to savannahnow.com, click on the sports tab. When you get to the sports homepage, you'll see a link to purchase tickets. A little bit easier than, than dealing with that URL. Anyway, we will devote the rest of today's podcast to a Hyundai discussion with Trip Tollison and Anna Chafin. Tollison leads the Savannah Economic Development Authority, or CETA, while Chafin does likewise for the Development Authority of Bryan County. I talked to the two for close to an hour, and we covered a lot of ground. We pulled eight minutes out of that conversation for this podcast with a focus on what a project of this magnitude means for this community. Tripp, you've been a part of the Savannah business community for two-plus decades, so you've seen all the iterations of car makers who were maybe or maybe not, or maybe or probably or probably not, coming here. You, were, of course, were in the Trustees Theater in 2002 when they announced the Sprinter van deal that later fell apart. You were involved with the wooing of Volvo back in 2015. Savannah has been so close so many times, but this is the big one, right? When you look back over the 20-year span and you think about how close you were with all these different automakers to being on the cusp of finally getting one, what's it mean to you and what's it going to mean to this community? In the 21 or 22 years I've been here and working in this market, I, it's God's handiwork. I don't know how to describe it because this is the project that we've always wanted all along. And this, this really is, as Anna said, checks all the boxes. This is, if we could, we could not have found a more perfect fit not just for the site, but for the for the region, the communities that surround it. Mm -hmm. And I will say this to the local, you know, the leadership involved in all this, and certainly the governor and the state. Mm -hmm. You know, buying that site changed everything, okay. right? Mm -hmm. it, it and having it zoned. You know, and and, and as we, we say we say this often, when a company needs to go build a facility, it. It's more or less the site elimination. 
business, right? And so they go through and eliminate sites, and the last one standing wins the project. And the less issues that companies can find on a site or a community, Mm -hmm. the longer you stay in the game until a selection is made. And when you spend 61 or or 60 to 61 million dollars on a piece of property and get it zoned for heavy industrial you know not to pick on other projects throughout the country that have had a lot of issues with zoning property for big we didn't i mean we had a lot of those boxes already checked and so we can't thank all you know from the governor all the way down putting the trust and the jda in the communities to pull this off and, and buy the property that was a big that was a huge hurdle to overcome. Mm-hmm. Can you go back to community impact because you know, I did the whole labor shortage thing and all that and people are like demanding these wages and I just kind of wanted your comments on what that's going to do for working class people. Sure. <clears throat> um I guess the better question is the wages sound really good. Yeah. <laughs> and it's exciting to bring that to this area. Absolutely. I think you're going to see a lot of people in, you know, within 60 miles of the site, very interested in these employment opportunities. I think you're going to see people two, three, 400, maybe even 500 miles away, very interested in opportunities at this plant. And we're talking 8,100 people and we're talking quickly, right? And so you're going to see a little bit of everything associated with, with folks working at the, at the plant. You're going to see somebody locally that wants a better wage, better benefits that, you know, tired of what they're doing, that's going to move over there and be happy. You're going to see somebody that lives in Columbus, Georgia, that wants to be closer to those, right? That's going to move here and, and, and go work for the facility. You're going to see folks in Metro Atlanta wanting a change, wanting, you know, again, the quality of life here is going to be a big driver. Um, we still have an affordable cost of living here, right? Uh, and so, well, I mean, yeah. compared to all the other, well, if you look at all the data, compared to all the other cities in the South, we, we're still very competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to see, I mean, just the diversification of our industry mix here, this is really going to plus up, you know, a lot of different, a lot of different areas of employment. So, mm-hmm. um, I think Anna would agree, that's the most exciting part in all this is creating the job opportunities, right? The investment is huge and it's, it's, it's wonderful to have that kind of investment, but at the end of the day, it's, you know, five years from now when we're driving up and down I-16 and we see a shift change and a lot of employees coming and going from the facility and you see this massive structure, you're going to be like, wow, it's awesome to have something like that for people to go earn a very good wage. And you want to add to that? Yeah, I mean, I think it's all about the potential to change people's lives for the better. And that's really what we do with local economic developers is our goal is to create quality jobs. And this is the marquee project where I think we're going to be able to help accomplish that. How do you staff up? I mean, obviously, you're going to have to recruit. They're going to have to recruit workers from elsewhere. You guys are going to help in that. You're going to have to train workforce here. Mm -hmm. What happens between what are the, the the key milestones or the key points for you all between now and 2025 in terms of, especially with a 3.2% unemployment rate, how do you get there? 
So there, there's going to be um, multiple, multiple avenues, multiple uh, efforts in recruiting and getting the workforce up, up and started. Um, not to really get into the meat of the economic development agreement, which will come later, but there will be a, a heavy piece from Quick Start involved. Okay. Um, there's going to be, you know, the, the training aspect is going to is going to be something like the community has never seen. You know, there's going to be, you know, a dedicated facility and more details to come out about that. You know, down the road, there's going to be. I, I would expect the, the the current advanced manufacturing training center that the state quick start built a few years ago. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling that's going to be, you know, position A while the plant's being built. Mm-hmm. Um, the Department of Labor is going to be heavily involved with recruiting. The company is obviously going to have their efforts with recruiting. So I think we're in a good position, at least from all the work that we've been doing thus far, to ensure the company is going to have. Um, success in recruiting the talent they need. How do you protect Gulfstream, JCB, others who have, who are always struggling, quite frankly, with their workforce? How do you protect them and make sure that you're not cannibalizing each other for workforce, especially on the assembly line? You know, I think the market's going to dictate what the wage structure needs to be and what's competitive, you know, for the employees and their families. And I don't really see it as Cannibalizing, or, or one outfit's going to be or is going to suffer because of a of a new facility of this size and scope. Um, I think you're going to see some pretty good net migration. I think you're going to see folks that, for lack of better words, might be underemployed mm-hmm. pursue these type of opportunities. Um, and when you throw in the training component. And the fact that they can get the skill set and the training they need, um, you're going to have an avenue unlike anything else this community has ever seen for direct employment with a company this size and scope. Can you elaborate on that? Because there are some people that don't have degrees, right? Do you, right. Is this going to be a situation where they can come in and get the, the training without the diploma in hand? Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, the company will obviously have their training requirements. The company will be, you know, very strict about all that, and that'll come later. Um, but, you know, the quick start element that's going to be tied to this project is going to ensure the company and, quite frankly, the community that, that there's that avenue mm-hmm. um, to, to get in and, and get hired uh, and get trained up. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, all the technical colleges within 60 to 75 miles from, from the site are going to be also heavily involved. Um, we're going to need engineers. We're going to need you know people on the line. We're going to need executive uh, folks. I mean, you think it's, it's like hiring a small city, right? And so it's going to be a little bit of everything. That's all for the Tuesday Commute Podcast. Thanks one last time to our presenting sponsor, National Office Systems. Before I sign off, remember that we publish new Commute episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. Whatever your interests, you will find interviews of interest in our archives. Search The Commute with that Savannah Opinion. Again, that's The Commute with that Savannah Opinion on your favorite podcast app, and you'll find us. The Commute returns on Thursday when we will dissect the Georgia primary election results. We will talk to you.